0: Thank you for tuning in. I'm Bridget. And my name's Zemma, and today we're going to be talking about the Marbury v.
1: Madison Supreme Court case. America's political parties were polarized into two main factions, which stemmed from the occurrence of the Constitutional Convention in 1787, the Federalists and the Democratic Republicans. Federalists generally favored loose interpretations of the Constitution, a strong central government, and trade relations with Great Britain. The Democratic Republicans disagreed
0: with these values because they preferred power to be given to the delegates of the states. Jefferson, who held the position of vice president before winning the election of 1800, was appalled by Adams' abuse of power when he was an acting president. Adams' credibility dwindled among the American people when he passed the Alien and Sedition Acts for the purpose of controlling those who opposed his own party. The government was given the power to deport non-American citizens as it felt necessary. Those who criticized the government with the intent of harm would then have to atone for their actions. Jefferson, at the time, was so horrified by this, he had left Washington for his estate in Monticello, where he would begin to plot for the next election to bring his faction into power. Before
1: Jefferson's inauguration, Adams and the lame-duck Federalists of Congress passed the Judiciary Act of 1801, which allowed the John Adams administration to appoint federal judges who agreed with the ideals of the Federalist faction. Marbury, a Federalist from Maryland, was the last of the judges to be appointed. However, Marbury did not receive his commission before Jefferson entered the office. Thomas Jefferson saw what Adams was trying to do, and he essentially said, Heck that! James Madison, a former Federalist who held the position of Secretary of State, withheld the commission from Marbury. Marbury urged the Supreme Court to use the writ of mandamus. And for his defense, argued the withholding was illegal.
0: Marbury v. Madison is one of the most important cases in the history of the American Supreme Court. Even though the decision itself was fairly insignificant, the lasting impact shaped the way the American court system works. Several quintessential cases include Roe v. Wade, which made an argument for a woman's right to an abortion, and Brown v. Board of Education, the case which ended the segregation of schools. Both cases were aptly founded on the decision preceding Marbury v. Madison regarding judicial review. The main questions proposed by the
1: court involved the constitutionality of withholding papers, such as those of appointments signed by a previous president. Also, they wondered, did the plaintiffs have a right to receive their commissions, and did the court have jurisdiction to decide upon the order?
0: Judicial review gave American courts the right to declare laws, statutes, and government actions unconstitutional. And if it clashed with the United States Constitution, Marbury v. Madison was especially astonishing at the time because it brought light to the power of judicial review and essentially popularized the idea among the American people. The decision disseminated the judicial branch's responsibilities, which included that of declining legislation acts as instructed in Article 6 of the Constitution. James Madison, the Secretary
1: of State, refused to give Marbury his commission and serves as the respondent in the case. William Marbury, the petitioner, was not given his commission to become a Federalist judge in the Judiciary Branch because John Adams preordained several Federalist judges too late, and Jefferson had already become president. Jefferson responded to the appointed commissions and instructed Madison to discard several of the proposed judges, including Marbury. Instead, Jefferson filled the positions with appointments from his own party.
0: Rude. Rude. Jefferson declared commissions were invalid unless they were All of which were completed, except the latter. Marshall criticized the new administration for not upholding the validity of the commissions and therefore their legal obligation. If Marshall ordered Jefferson to return the commissions, Jefferson could decline and the courts would become invariable. If the court decided that Jefferson could continue to pretend the commissions didn't exist, then Jefferson would win. More rude.
1: Even though Marbury was right, the court didn't have the ability to fix the problem because the Judiciary Act of 1789, which allowed Marbury to present his case, came into conflict with the Constitution. Thus, it was illegal. Marshall declared the court did not have jurisdiction to finalize their own opinion on the case since it had to be passed on from lower courts for it to be heard. And Marbury never sought to renew his petition.
0: The decision of the Judiciary Court summarized Marshall's beliefs on what the power of the judicial branch should hold, such as that in judicial review, whilst he refrained from establishing its restrictions. John Marshall's new plan was decided upon
1: by a unanimous vote. Everyone in the court agreed that Jefferson's refusal to give Marbury his commission was illegal, yet they did nothing about it because the case was brought to the court's attention in another illegal act.
0: Perhaps the biggest takeaway from Marbury v. Madison above popularizing judicial review was the fact that the decision served as a check on the executive branch. Marshall believed the United States government was comprised, quote, of laws and not of men. Therefore, lower branches had the power to review the actions carried out by executive officials.
1: This is Bridget. And this is Zemma. And thank you for tuning in to Science Deliver Delivered, ooh baby! Hello, I'm Bridget. And I'm Zemma. And today we're going to be talking about... <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my connection's lost.